Joining us here in the studio for the news briefing is Son j i y u n Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Okay, so just going over what I talked about uh, yesterday, we're going to, um, uh, during the opening, we're going to talk about that announcement yesterday in more detail. Now, uh, a lot of people wonder what was behind the reasoning for extending the um, quarantine levels for another two weeks. A lot of people would say, maybe there was some effect from what we had a fear of with these religious facilities, mm-hmm. especially that big cluster infection that broke out in t a e j a n There were concerns that that would have to be kept under control, and maybe that is why we have to stay in this, s e n s e that's why people are angry at these Christian groups. So the question then was, did that cluster infection from t a e j a n and then subsequently we said other outbreaks in Gwangju, was that going to now spread nationwide? And we're going to go through so-called fourth wave mm-hmm. of new infections to suffer from. It doesn't look like that's the thing, but uh, give us a gauge of what the numbers are looking like. Right. So for now, it looks okay. So judging from the numbers alone, it doesn't seem to have spread further. The country reported 355 cases yesterday, 325 being locally transmitted cases and 30 being imported cases. This now makes the total 78,205. Looking at the regional breakdown, as always, metropolitan areas accounted for more than half of the cases. Seoul with 101 and Gyeonggi with 1 113 and Incheon with 21. Uh, surprisingly, no new cases were reported from Daejeon. Okay, so that's great news. Mm-hmm. That means that at least the cluster infection in Daejeon, uh, as of now, from the Stays testing that Daejeon. they've done, yeah, they, yes. they have now uh, settled uh, the community spread there. Uh, obviously, and again, uh, I know that uh, the anger against the Christian groups are real, and uh, certainly a lot of people might go. Man, the government extended this uh, two-week ban on gatherings and uh, the strict social distance because of you guys in Tejan. This probably maybe one of the factors, probably wasn't the only thing that decided this. But to get more details on this, ahead of the Lunar New Year's holidays, the government has indeed said we're going to stay the course and basically it's status quo for two more weeks. Yes, uh, with the Lunar New Year holiday coming up, the government decided to continue with the current strength and social distancing guidelines to prevent a mass migration across the nation that may be a possible starting point of another widespread infection of the novel coronavirus. This means that the social distancing guidelines will stay at level 2.5 for metropolitan areas and 2 for non-metropolitan areas for two more weeks with small adjustment until the 14th of February. The no more than five rules will stay, will stay put till then as well. This means, as I've said earlier and you said earlier, mm-hmm. no more than five people can gather, even if they are family, if they don't live together. Health authorities, however, will uh, reconvene to discuss making changes to the level of social distancing and all sorts of other restrictive measures in a week after keeping a close eye on the developments of the numbers. Yeah, and there was not necessarily a causal effect with the uh, last year, late in fall, uh, the the Chuseok gatherings. Mm -hmm. And there was quite a bit of travel, I think, that went on because we were starting to relax some of the measures. I don't think necessarily there was a causality between what that was with the third wave, but Mm -hmm. definitely the third wave occurred after those uh, mass travel events. And so this time around, uh, after kind of almost now going on the heels of this third wave of mass infections and the government able to get 10,000 new infections levels down to around 500 and now to maybe in the 300 level, that uh, the, the message they're sending is, 
force halal. I know the traditions and you have all these ancestral rights and you have to visit your family and friends. <laughs> Just don't travel. <laughs> and they're doing that with the tolls. They're not going to give any exceptions. Right. Uh, KTX trains are all going to be spread about, only window seats. And you're not allowed to visit family if your <laughs> registrations are different addresses. So that's the bottom line uh, up through the Lunar New Year holidays. We are still, the headline being that we're level 2.5 in Seoul and then level 2.0 in other parts of the country. What does that even mean anymore? Because we've seen so many adjustments within the levels that it, it's almost like the level themselves are kind of meaningless because mm-hmm. there's so many different tweaks they're doing. And you said that those current levels that we're in, officially 2.5, will actually be potentially uh, further adjusted. There are already some mm-hmm. adjustments that were announced over the weekend. Can you tell us them? Right. So basically, the underlying rules stay the same under metropolitan area level 2.5. So no more than five people can gather. Uh, restaurants and cafes have to close after nine. And uh, you have to keep safe distances in areas that you are allowed to. That stays basically the same. As you are well aware, though, there has been an ongoing debate or should I say dis- dissatisfaction over the government's standard mm. on business restrictions over fairness issues. And this time, the government reflected some of the feedback and adjusted the scope of its business restriction order. For instance, you no longer have to take a seat apart from your own company in theaters or performance halls as long as you keep a safe distance from other groups or other parties. Uh, Indoor sports facilities can now reopen their showers. Of course, those using the shower must keep a safe distance as well. Winter sports facilities such as ski ski resorts can now stay open after 9 in the evening and any event with no more than 50 participants such as weddings and funerals and so on will continue to be banned in metropolitan areas and the number is 100 for non-metropolitan areas. Religious facilities are still required to refrain from hosting any private gatherings or meals other than their regular religious services. Restaurants and cafes as I said earlier are also still required to close after 9 but they can service deliveries and takeouts after nine. Schools are asked to accommodate only one-third of their full capacity uh, to reduce any uh, uh, any spread in the schools. Right, and we are continuing to monitor the trends because the government says uh, they will look at this uh, rate of new mm-hmm. infections and where the trend lines are going and further adjust if necessary, maybe even make another uh, announcement uh, the yes. next weekend. Uh, which would perhaps uh, give a little bit more relief to some of these small Mm -hmm. business owners because certainly, as you say, a lot of them are quite dissatisfied uh, right now with the imposed restrictions as is. Uh, All of this uh, in the backdrop of as uh, people struggling to kind of get some economic recovery going, get some relief going, we are heading closer and closer to the April mayoral by-elections both here in Seoul and in Busan. And as we know, that means uh, the the various campaigns are slinging a lot of uh, nasty rhetoric towards each other. And it does look like the opposition now feels that they have one strategy uh, to do so. And this involves uh, trying to smear President Moon Jae-in of having allegedly uh, given North Korea a secret favor, maybe, or uh, help them build, try to help them build a nuclear power plant. Uh, 
Tell us about this uh, interesting accusation. <laughs> the main opposition people, Paul Party, called for a probe into the government uh, under allegations that President Moon tried to help build a nuclear power plant in North Korea. Heavyweight politicians, including the party chief Kim Jong-in himself and party floor leader Ju Ho-young, former PPP floor leader and Seoul mayor contender Na Gyeong-won, and former Seoul mayor and a contender Oh Se-hoon are on board the accusation. This all started with this investigation over the government's decision to shut down the Walsong-1 nuclear power plant, the country's second oldest nuclear reactor, which the main opposition always thought Mm -hmm. uh, was unnecessary, um, and that the Moon administration pressed ahead with the shutdown because um, it was the Moon administration's agenda to move away from nuclear power. Then there came the files, and these files are claimed to have been destroyed by the industry and energy ministry officials when the investigation kicked off. The main opposition believes that the Moon administration had handed over this document when presenting a cross-border economic cooperation vision during the inter-Korean summit in April 2018 and that these documents contain plans on building a nuclear power plant in North Korea. Right. So it's all a very kind of, if you you read the accusations, um, a very sordid story. And you Mm -hmm. think, okay, why did they shut down this old power plant? Was it because people are worried about the safety concerns with Mm -hmm. nuclear power? And this is an old plant that might uh, have some kind of accident. And is that the reason or is it a nefarious reason? And is it all part of this plot to help North Korea gain more nuclear technology, maybe leading to more advanced nuclear weapons. So one thing for sure is this is not spontaneous. This is not one day somebody from the office Mm -hmm. said, hey, I think this is suspicious. Let's look into it. And then everybody else just got on board. This is orchestrated. This is planned. The timing of it to come out right at once, Mm -hmm. right in the period when campaigning is heating up is certainly uh, there. Uh, And so it's a considered effort. It's kind of surprising that Kim Jong-in, who is known to be a, a very savvy political operator, would put himself out there on a limb like this because these are very serious accusations. Mm -hmm. Some would even say wild accusations. And for him to actually have taken the risk now to to put his credibility on the line and say, I believe that this is a a scandal and this is what's going on, um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, once the facts come out about it. But bottom line, we know that the government and ruling party feel very differently and uh, certainly Mm -hmm. are very defiant. What is their stance? Basically, the argument is that those speculations are just groundless. Uh, and in fact, according to the ruling DP spokesperson Shin Young-dae, the idea of building a nuclear power plant in North Korea was first brought up by the Lee Myung-bak administration in 2010. And that most of the documents that the main opposition argues the ruling DP had destroyed amid the investigation were in fact those produced under the Park Geun-hye administration. Uh, Representative Yoon Young-chan, who served as Moon's senior press secretary, uh, said that it is impossible to hand over 5 trillion won to North Korea with the main opposition not noticing it. Now, it's 5 trillion won here because that's that's the amount that is uh, thought to be needed to put up a nuclear power plant in North Korea. Right. So uh, that's a lot of money. And you can use that kind of money for a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. Now, for that to be specifically given for North Korea to be allowed to build a nuclear power plant is a very, again, very serious accusation. And so with all of this kind of being thrown out there, kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall Mm -hmm. and seeing what sticks is kind of an approach that we like to see uh, as an analogy. 
월성, that nuclear power plant. Why was that shut down? Why were these documents allegedly destroyed? Uh, what were these plans that were in place for a new nuclear power plant? And mm-hmm. then this um, other sordid accusation that came out during the inter-Korean summit in April 2018, President Moon handed over a USB. It was really supposed to be a, a, a kind of a PowerPoint or slide presentation of some of the economic ba- mm-hmm. gains that North Korea can do if they kind of reform some of their uh, ways of doing things. Just to clarify, none of that in that USB had anything to do with some secret nuclear power plants, right? That is right. So a source from the ruling DP uh, camp said that the document was regarding hydropower thermal power generation and renewable energy um, and anything but nuclear power plants. This is corroborated by what the Ministry of Unification and the Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy say as well. The Unification Ministry dismissed the allegation, saying that there were no words even close to a nuclear power plant in the new economic initiative for the Korean Peninsula the South had handed over to the North during the summit. The Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy said the file was about various policy possibilities, which include an abstract idea about constructing a nuclear power plant in the South and transmitting electricity to North. Uh, But these were ideas discussed at working level and that the government had never attempted to build a nuclear power plant in the North. So the point of all of this is... the cynics say, is for the April elections. And Mm -hmm. this will give some favor to the conservative candidates in Seoul and in Busan for having people getting so angry about the situation with North Korea that they're going to to support the uh, conservative opposition candidate. This is a strategy that I guess is very tempting to pursue for the uh, main opposition side, for the conservative party side, because... It's worked. And in Korean, they call it hekalon, right? Mm-hmm. Every time an, a, a, a big election comes up, they'll point to this uh, Minju, this Democratic Party, whatever form it took over the years and say, these guys are North Korean mm-hmm. communist sympathizers. You cannot let them be in power because they're going to turn South Korea into a communist state because they're so beholden to North Korea. That's been the successful campaign tactic in decades past. Does it still work? Some people don't think so. Um, Even Mm. going back to 2018, during all the summits that occurred, and there was um, this attempt by the opposition to kind of try to discolor that. Uh, I remember Hong Jun-pyo, the chairman at this time, calling it a a show, right? A Mm -hmm. political show. And this is all kind of for naught. And then the last general elections where Nagyan won, the floor leader, famously went to the U.S. and said, please do not hold a summit with Trump and Kim Jong-un before the, <laughs> the, uh, pres- yes. uh, the general elections. And, and so uh, this kind of trying to use North Korea as a wedge or cudgel mm-hmm. to win votes doesn't seem to have much effect. Is it going to have effect now? They, th- they seem to think so. And we'll, we'll have to see how, how the, well, strat- the, the political strategy... Well, the Cold War is over, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting what the political strategy on the other side is doing right now. Let's turn away from all of this and talk about another big political issue. We talked about how the ruling party was seeking to impeach a senior judge over alleged power abuse in the judiciary. 
the ruling DP is planning to raise this motion as early as today. The main opposition believes this is the DP somewhat taking over the judiciary. Yes. Uh, the judge in question is Im Sung-gin, who was indicted in 2015 for having exerted his influence on a sensitive trial involving a Japanese journalist who questioned then-President Park's whereabouts during the seven hours uh, during the Sewol Ferry disaster. He was acquitted in the first trial in February last year. However, according to ruling DP spokesman Shin Young-dae, even though Lim was acquitted for the charges in his first trial, the judges then had acknowledged that Lim's actions were unconstitutional. The ruling DP argued that the acknowledgement is the proof that Lim's judicial independence had been severely compromised and that it's the National Assembly's duty and obligation to impeach the judge. While the ruling DP argues the call for impeachment came from the judiciary, the main opposition believes that it's all the ruling party's plan to create a judiciary that's suitable to the party's palate. The main opposition's spokesman argued that the benefit from impeaching Lim isn't great since he will be stepping down in a month uh, anyways. He also added that they, that they cannot help but doubt whether the ruling DP is trying to inject fear into the judiciary, warning that any judge that rules against the interest of the government may be impeached in the future as well. Now, it's the first day of the National Assembly's provisional session today, and the ruling DP may submit the motion as early as today. So let's see. Right. Bottom line, there is no d- dispute over this judge in question, Lim, whether he did wrong or not. I think mm-hmm. that is a bipartisan consensus that this guy did some bad things. And yes. so the, the question is not really a, a left-right issue. It's, it's a whether of do we hold him accountable? Do we let him have all the retirement benefits that sitting judges mm-hmm. uh, get to enjoy as a privilege? Or do we send a message that that kind of corrupt behavior doesn't work? And that is the point of what the legislation is. And again, as you point out, the, the opposition has other uh, counter-arguments to that. We're going to finish up our segment talking about real estate policy. Uh, Looks like uh, we are going to be uh, potentially in another area of uh, rising housing prices. Yes, unfortunately, uh, at least that's what the Housing Purchase Price Outlook Index tells. According to the monthly KB housing market trend issued by KB Live On, Seoul's Housing Purchase Price Outlook Index jumped from 124 to 127. Now, this index basically projects how housing price will move in the next two to three months, and it ranges from zero to 200. Uh, The more it goes over 100, the more it's likely to soar and vice versa. And the fact that this index moved from 124 to 127, which by the way, both are over 100, Mm -hmm. means housing prices will likely continue to rise in Seoul, though the increase won't be that sharp. Uh, Nationwide, however, the index slightly dropped from 125 to 120, which is still pretty high because it's way over 100. The increase was the biggest in districts such as Yangcheon, Nuwon, Dongdaemun, and Gwanak in Seoul, and West and East Ilsan, Togyang, Suji, and Namyangju in Gyeonggi. Uh, as with Cheonse, it turns out the growth has rather slowed down. Well, the government is now stressing the importance of housing supply to help mm-hmm. stabilize these prices, and they are looking like they're going to release a specific plan on that this week. 
Yes. Uh, according to the government, National Assembly, and the Ministry of Land, they are reviewing ways to increase housing supply in metropolitan areas and are planning to announce this plan as early as this week, maybe before the Lunar New Year holiday, according to one government official. Now, at the center of this plan is the development of areas adjacent to subway stations, uh, semi-industrial districts, and high-density development of low-rise residential areas. There are also talks over how the government has plans for land development in order to secure additional residential areas. Uh, the government will work with public agencies such as LH and SH to come up with public development models that include increasing floor area ratio for residential spaces, relaxing city regulations on solar rights or parking spaces. Uh, and they are also considering various revisions to existing housing construction laws to increase supply. Now, if all this goes through, uh, based on the plan, it's likely that there are hundreds of thousands of new supplies coming our way. So uh, I think as you've been following the media reporting, people know that there have been so many different real estate mm-hmm. policies that have been introduced by this government, largely aimed on the demand side of trying to um, get these prices under control and maybe through more punitive measures of punishing people mm-hmm. who have been engaging in what is considered to be speculative behavior. I think it is now fairly clear that these policies have not worked mm-hmm. up till now. Maybe there's going to be some effect on the latest ones uh, as there's a lag sort of uh, period. But with this, this is actually addressing supply, which a lot of people have been advocating for from the beginning, that you need to assess what the problems are and that there aren't enough houses, especially in the Seoul area. And if you have more supply of these houses, that will have a stabilizing effect. And the government now saying, OK, a y well, we're going to do that. So that is going to be the key is what are the plans, how much supply is added and what effect that will have on the housing market and whether that's going to even uh, be something that uh, can be immediately felt or something that's going to be more down the road. Mm-hmm. So, again, we'll wait for that announcement. And we do want to thank j i u n once again for all of the reporting. Always appreciate it. And we will talk to you later this week. Thank you.